Welcome to Come Along for the Ride, where we make the world a better place for horses. I'm your host, Tracy Malone. I was born on the country of the Wiradjuri people, and this podcast is brought to you from my home in the Sanford Valley, in the northwest of Brisbane, Australia. I'd like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Yuggera people, the traditional custodians of this land on which this podcast is made, and where my family and horses live and gather. I'd like to recognise their connection to land, water, community and our sacred animals. I am grateful to Elders, past, present and emerging, for keeping this sacred land here in Sanford safe and protected throughout many tens of thousands of years. I have great pride to live on country where the oldest known human beings tended to this land. I'm also grateful that you have taken the time to choose this podcast at this very moment. Thank you for being a part of the global change we are making to the welfare and training of horses. If you'd like to support the podcast and all the work that I do, then you can. Just head on over to patreon.com slash come along for the ride podcast and sign up. From as little as a cup of coffee a month, you can help me keep this podcast going. There are many tiers that you can choose from, and if everyone who listens gave only $5 a month, it would make a massive positive difference to me. There's a tier in there for small business subscription, just like the one Peter Papp took up from Peter and the Herd. This is the one where your business gets a mention each podcast. Peter works with equine behaviour and trauma recovery and equine communication, human and horse relationship building. Peter has actually had communication with my mare Gypsy, who's the one you see in the podcast picture with me, and he was spot on about everything, so I can highly recommend his work personally. You'll find the links to Peter's work in the show notes. I'm looking for someone to help me with the admin side of the podcast. Not the editing, but the admin. Emailing potential guests, following up with them, booking their interview times. This can be done from anywhere in the world, so you don't have to be in Australia. It is a casual and a paid position. Uh, It's a real block for me being able to get back to weekly episodes on the podcast is the admin side of things. I'm really good at sending out the original guest emails and saying, would you like to be on? Um, But it's when it comes to follow up and it gets lost in my day and I'm running a business and being an independent mama, uh, weeks have gone by and I'm literally running in circles. So now it's time to ask for help. Uh, If this is something that interests you, and you think you would like to do this with me, then please shoot me an email at info at EdenRiverEquestrian.com. I would really, really love to hear from you. Today is a solo episode, and as there's been some amazing insights unfolding recently, and I wanted to share them with you as, you know, it's entirely possible that they may land with you and help you in the way they did when they landed with me. Firstly, it's really important that I say how much I respect and adore body workers, hoof trimmers and people whose life it is to help horses. And I mean physically help horses every single day. Just because something and sometimes they get something wrong, it doesn't make them a bad person or not good at their job. It also doesn't mean I throw them under the bus and say bad things about them in the community or anything to name and shame them. I get that this whole business is tricky and when you have a being like horses who can't speak in words to tell us why they won't lift their leg or why or when something hurts, then 
we're all left having our best guess and even after handling hundreds of horses, you know, sometimes people still get it wrong and that's okay. I've disagreed with a few things that have happened and still happily use the people on my horse. You know, we all have bad days, we get things wrong sometimes. You know, I'm a parent, <laughs> I make mistakes all the time. And if I find also that if you work with people through the difficult patches and come to an understanding together, you have a, a depth of relationship and connection that can only have a positive effect on your horse. So please know in these stories that I don't ever want to put anyone down. Nobody's done anything wrong here. This is just a story about what I needed to learn, how I learned it and what that has been able to do for me and my horses. And I guess the question I have is, have you ever wondered what your horse needs from you in terms of support? What does support mean to you? And what does support mean to your horse? For those who followed me on this podcast for a while, you know that I had a standard bred called Solly, whose story made me stand up and be a true voice for my horses. You see, I used to think... Everyone knew more about horses than me, as they were the experts who worked with horses as their full-time job. I thought that if they said my horse was misbehaving, then that's what my horse was doing. For those of you who don't know the story of Solly, I'll give you the short version. Um, Solly was a standard bred that I adopted from a rescue, and he would always resist having his hind legs trimmed every single time. He would never offer them to me at non-trimming times. He simply hated it. Um, and when they were finally lifted for trimming, he would snatch them back and avoid, 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 um, swinging his hind in a way at every movement towards his hind. Um, I would stand on one side, the trim would stand on the other. It was just, it, it became quite dangerous sometimes. And to me, that said pain. He had no reason to object other than pain, in my opinion. Um, my trimmer was a body worker and, and couldn't find anything really in his hind end. So decided it was disrespect and a learned behavior. In the end, after many years of having Solly and for many reasons, I surrendered him back to the rescue where I adopted him. And um, mostly those reasons was I was in the bad habit of collecting horses um, that were meant for family members and said family members did absolutely nothing with them and my load was way too heavy and the land was suffering and something had to give it kind of snuck up over me over a period of time but I just made choices that weren't good for me or the horses in the long run and I had to do something about it so he went back to the rescue that I adopted him from because they have that policy and they're excellent. We did it slowly and over time and there was no rush and I wanted to make sure he just went to one person, not, you know, getting handed through a bunch of people. So we all did it the best way we could. And um, he went to a beautiful woman and she had a different body worker and a vet look at him. And they found that he definitely did have hind end issues. His pelvis was misplaced and it would be very hard for him to hold his hind legs in the air. And they also found that he had a respiratory disease and in the end he was euthanized. He was only using about 30%. Um, and I think it was the disease in his esophagus that usually is only in ponies. And... Um, so he was put to sleep and the day after he was put to sleep, he came to me, um, you know, in that moment when you wake up in the morning, the time just before fully waking and he was showing me, he came right up to me 
and put his head to my head and then he um, off he went and he was showing me his amazing canter and saying he was happy and free. And while this was a beautiful thing to behold, I made a promise to myself and to him in that moment that I would be the voice for my horses, even when the expert said I was wrong because I was right. I just trusted a body worker who didn't have the skill to get right in and, and figure it out. And I'd put I'd put all my eggs in one basket instead of trusting myself. Um, I promised him I'd find the right person to work with my horses who was able to listen to them when they said no and start asking why and having conversations instead of assuming bad behaviour. And I did from then on. But that doesn't mean everything got fixed in one moment. So again, that trimmer and body worker, like I said before, was and still is excellent. There's no bad feelings or thoughts here. It's me who got it wrong. I knew deep inside that it was pain and I should have found another body worker who went deeper to help him and I didn't. And I failed, not that trimmer and body worker. That was on me. I then found a trimmer who also did body work and a new type of barefoot trim that I loved and the look of. Um, I really loved this type of barefoot trim. When she came to trim, I gave her clear instructions on how my horses were to be treated. No hitting, no aggression, just working together. Little breaks if they need their hoof back and taking time to make sure the horse is not stressed. And she did that and it was great. And over time, Kiowa began walking away when a hind leg, um, when the trimmer would go to get a hind leg. And I was amazed and said, it has to be pain as Kiowa is the kind of horse who knows where you're going and will offer her hooves up. You know, she's always been like that. And so this behavior was unusual. And the trimmer did some body work and um, got her through a few more trims and over the next few months. And it was similar, you know, she resisted and she was resisting more and more each time. And then one time Kiowa absolutely refused to give one of her hind hooves. And the trimmer did body work and said there's no pain in that hind leg and continued first gently and then with more pressure to get uh, Kiowa to comply I did ask if it was her other hind leg that was in pain and maybe she couldn't stand on that leg for too long. And, um, you know, could that be the issue? And um, it was possible but not likely. And I was told um, th that because she could lift her leg in a certain way, it certainly wasn't pain. And um, because I refused to allow her to tie that hind leg and, and do more manual things to get her to do it, she ended up leaving um, with only three of Kiowa's hooves, hooves trimmed. We both agreed that we needed to leave it because it was getting too stressful for everyone. And so I had a trimmer come once to do my girls um, and he does the same type of trims and fills in for the trimmer I had at that time when she was away. And he was very calm when he came that one time. And I thought, well, maybe his calm and gentle ways could help her right now. So I gave him a call and he came out and I said, I literally need you to trim one hoof and that's it. So he really calmly and gently worked with Kiowa and she nickered when she saw him and um, she allowed him to trim that one hoof and he held it low and did it in small batches and, um, and really gained her trust. And it was beautiful to watch and it was done in five minutes. You know, you can imagine my relief after taking an hour to attempt the same hoof just one day before was done in five minutes. So that trimmer is still my trimmer now. Um, as Kaya would chose him by her actions, she showed me very clearly 
And who am I to argue when she asks for somebody, you know, in, in that clear way? So he is still our trimmer now. What was interesting is that I'd had various body workers attend to Kiowa and most of them said she had hind end pain and did their best to help her, but to no real avail, nothing really came of it. And Kiowa loved the body work and she got something out of every single treatment and she'd had acupuncture, she's had all these different things, but it just, it didn't help the issue I was getting them there for. It helped a lot of other things, but just it wasn't the thing that I needed and then finally, the osteopath was available. We only have two equine osteopaths, I believe, in Australia. And um, one finally came back from the States and she treated both my mares. And she worked on all of Kiowa's issues, of which there was a few, quite a few. And she did a hind-end adjustment on Kiowa at the very end. And the amazing thing I learned that day about equine osteopathy is that when an adjustment is done, it holds. And um, the only time it doesn't hold is unless there's an underlying issue and in the internal organs somewhere um, that can then be dealt with with herbs and, and other dietary ways. Um, but the adjustment itself should just hold. And it was really amazing because I wasn't sure my tiny mind could wrap around that being true. Because um, it had literally been two years of working with people and who could not solve this issue. Um, and I, I just wasn't so sure that it could be that easy because it had been so hard for years. So anyway, three days later, Kiowa was having her hooves trimmed. And when the trimmer got to the hind leg, that usually has a lot of coaxing and time taken, Kiowa cocked a leg and gave him the hoof, just like that. Just like she had for all of her life before two years ago. She offered it up like all the pain of the last two years had simply never happened. Can you imagine what that was like? All I could say was, I knew it. I knew it. And uh, I, I may have had tears in my eyes. Um, all those times I was told she was being diff difficult. All those times I was told she was being disrespectful. All those times I said it was pain and was told there was nothing presenting, that it was behavioural. You know, I knew she was in pain and I simply hadn't found a way to help her until now. And the relief was real. And the struggle of the last two years was finally able to be released from my nervous system and hers. Thank God for that. And I really wanted to share this story with you as I hope you can know that when you are told your horse that you know better than any body worker or hoof trimmer ever could, changes their behavior either all of a sudden or slowly over time and you know deep down you know that this is not normal for your horse to be this way then keep searching keep digging find the right people if your body worker can't find it then look up a body worker that goes deeper like a chiro or osteo and keep going until you get the right answer it may take time you know mine took two years but I can tell you it was well worth it and if you do believe it's behavioral then you can figure that out too. My Kiowa is out of pain and we'll be having her osteo check up in a few weeks to make sure the adjustment held um, and that the issue is not internal because it could actually be her ovaries that are making her hips go out and so we're keeping an eye on that. Then when we're ready and it's all given the okay, we're going to finally begin training again. So I'm very excited about that. This 
story is about one way of how you can support your horse. And I'm not saying every time your horse won't offer its leg that there's pain involved. As the next episode, I'm going to tell you a story of the same trimmer that I use now, who I respect enormously, who's an amazing human, Um, but he got it wrong with a friend's horse. And I want to tell you what happened there because it's a little bit of a another side of a coin so he actually believes it was pain and I wasn't convinced I wanted to see the full story before I believed it was and I'm going to tell you about that because it's pretty cool as well you know you know as well as I do that horses are complex beings and we need to treat every case individually but what I can tell you is that you have a connection to your horse that no one else has and you need to trust that and find your voice. Don't worry if your voice shakes when you first speak up. Mine did, but over time, as I backed myself and spoke up more and more, I came into my adult body and mind instead of, you know, the scared little child not wanting to be wronged and shamed and and feeling shaky to speak up. I was able to really come in to my adult body and use my um, intelligence and breadth of knowledge that I've gained in my lifetime with horses. And over time, I gained the confidence to trust my voice and my intuition in relation to my horses and the results. Well, my beautiful community, they, they speak for themselves, the results do. It's, it's happened for me and it can happen to you too. If you just speak up, you will find your way. If you want help finding your voice or advice from a supportive community, then you may like to join my Facebook group. It's called Eden River Equestrian. And I'm having some really great conversations in there with the, with amazing, supportive and insightful people. It's beautiful to have a safe place where no one will troll you or be rude in disagreeing with you when they feel your horse's you know, when when they feel that even if they disagree with you, they can put it in such a beautiful way. And um, God, I love that group. And we've been having more conversations in there lately. And it's a fantastic place. The energy in there is beautiful. It's very supportive. It's very uplifting. And, um, you know, if you want to continue the conversation, come on over. I'd love to see you in there. And I'd love to support you. And I want to hear your stories about has this happened for you? When have you had to find your voice? Have you done this yourself? Because the more we share these stories, the more we give other people confidence to do the same. So I'll see you over at the Eden River Equestrian Group on Facebook. And if you're not on Facebook, drop me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to create a community of conscious horse people so that their horses all over the world can live a better life. This is a big mission with a wonderful message and it needs your help. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to join me on my mission of making the world a better place for horses by bringing consciousness to the horse world, please do one of the following. You can go over to our Patreon page at patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash come along for the ride podcast and become a subscriber to the show. As Patreon members, you're helping this podcast become a weekly show once again. And remember, any funds that go over the cost of production will go into new and exciting projects that you, as a subscriber, will have a say in. You could also pop over to EdenRiverEquestrian.com 
and see our range of sustainable, ethical and organic gear for both horses and humans. Remember, 50% of profits go back to helping horses all over the world live a better life. Or you could leave us a review and tell the world why you love this podcast. You can do that through whichever app it is that you're listening now. The best place to do it is through iTunes. They give juice that gives other bits juice that boost the podcast up and basically that gets it into more people's ears so that we can make a real difference in the world you could also share this podcast with a friend tell everyone you know about it and guide them to an episode that you think they'd really enjoy all the links you need can be found in the show notes thanks again for listening and i'll catch you next time on come along for the ride